0: let burn something. Two talk show hosts will square off in epic
1: battle. Sharif, Sharif, resolve. He can suck my <laughs> Yeah, I am a loner, man. I don't like people. Let's burn something.
0: So if there's anything that you want to talk about? Any kind of secrets or stories or bids, now it's time to put it on the table, okay?
1: Let's burn something. Welcome to the initial episode of Let's Burn Something. I'm one of your hosts, Sharif Reef-Musalem, and my co-host is Burn353. So, Burn, what do you think about starting this podcast?
0: Well, I I know a bunch of artists, and I'm an artist, and I talk to these guys all the time. And, I mean, some of the conversations we have in the DMs would be, like, helpful to a lot of other artists, I feel. Because, I mean, we're always helping each other, but we're doing it you know, on the DMs because, you know, we don't want to give out all our information to everybody all the time, you know, because it took a long time for us to earn it. So I just figured we should do a podcast because I know enough people that we could just interview people nonstop. It'd be fun. I
1: bring nothing to the table, so we're okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever you – I went to school with, with Sharif and uh, he, he – I used to – Back in the day, when I drank, I used to end up drunk in the radio station. and Sharif was doing the radio at our college, and I was just an art student. So, like, I didn't have to actually like, get up and go to a lot of classes. I had art classes, you know, so it was like they were night classes and stuff. So, we'd be wasted, and we'd go pester Sharif at the radio station. It was awesome.
1: <laughs> so, in case we don't, uh, <laughs> let's get it out of the way. Our first guest today for this initial podcast is dink he is a artist out of denver if i am correct here say hello
2: what's up what's up guys thanks for having me man
1: all right so case uh if you're someone new to uh the denver scene and the art scene how would you describe yourself as an artist
2: uh well i consider myself to be an illustrative designer and uh, i work out of my own creative studio which is dink studios and there i produce uh canvas work um, custom merch uh, apparel i do mural work i curate gallery shows and uh yeah i just kind of do a little bit of everything man just try to get my foot in the door he's
0: non-stop like just oh every time i see his page it's just blowing up with
2: something new all the time (laughs) because i'm trying to follow you man i'm just like man burns fucking working his ass off i gotta step it up
1: you guys post like about twenty thousand posts a day i'm like this new yesterday but uh yeah Yeah. so i was looking at your site because i had to do a little research one of us had to be Mm -hmm. professional here um you (laughs) described yourself as a commercial artist with the love for fine art yeah so in terms of and i know i asked this of adam uh, when I interviewed him, at what point, point? I know every artist is like, I always wanted to be an artist. At what point mm-hmm. was there something, either a person or a piece of work, art, anything, that you're like, you know what, that's what I want to do?
2: I mean, like kind of like you said, you know, I've been kind of doing this for a long time. Just in general, just, just drawing. I've always been drawing. That's why I call myself an illustrative designer, just because I've always been drawing. And that's what I first, like, fell in love with it It was just kind of like referencing like old cartoons and shit like that and just trying to recreate and copy and all that kind of stuff. And then moving on, um, being inspired by like street art, graffiti culture, black books, spray paint, like all that whole culture coming up and everything. And then being inspired by my, by my actual like Mexican culture and the traditions and roots that that came from. Um, I remember, um, just kind of in general, like, I guess always, kind of being into art and looking at other artists but I if I were to guess or to put like a date on it I would say the very first time that I'm like yes I want to do this as a career was probably like in high school Um, that's like my art teachers were kind of like really pushing me to like set up a whole portfolio and like actually apply to art school afterwards and I got to do this crazy huge mural at my high school because they were doing construction, and I got this, like, 150-foot wall that they were, it was just, like, a wall, like wall that they just put up temporarily to block these windows, and yeah. I just went up, and I got to, like, come up with the concept. They got me all these materials, and I worked on it for, like, almost my whole senior year, I believe. It was just, like, my final, like, thesis for, like, art class that I was in. Jeez. That was, like, I, I don't know, it was just, like, a crazy amount of work, but, like, I loved doing it, and the teachers really saw, like, all the hard work and, like, the passion. Yeah, and and, like, everybody you know, probably shit. saw that. <laughs> yeah, and so I, like, grew up I like grew up as, like, the art kid, you know, like, yeah. in, Bush, in high school, you know, like, that seems cool. but then you leave high school and you're like, man, that ain't shit. Like, everybody <laughs> is the best artist in their high school, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah.
1: So you said high school. Before that, were you, like, did you have friends, relatives, or anybody that was getting you into that more? Or, like, would you say school kind of got you to get your skills going
2: oh no i mean i was doing it like way before then i just man like that was the first time that i was like all right cool like i'll, I'll take this completely okay. seriously and like really push for it but no i was like um my, my cousins i had a few cousins that were doing art they were doing paintings so i would always go over to my aunt's house and like hang out with them in the basement and just knock out some like random doodles paintings and they would be doing a whole bunch of creative stuff i had cousins that would be, like, in the lowrider scene, so I would see, like, the pinstriping and, like, customizing cars and the different paint jobs. And then I had friends that were in the graffiti world, and they were just always tagging, and I was, like, the little kid in the, on the block that was, like, the lookout. But they would be teaching me all this cool shit. And so, like, I got, like, a tons of experience of art, like, since I was young. Like, that was just my come-up, you know, just in general. Yeah. But it, it wasn't until similar. later on.
0: Yeah, yeah I feel similar. like a lot like, of we people both have had that auto story. body. Exper- like yeah. my uncle's like painted cars and and I was around graffiti it sounds like we both have a lot of similar stuff like but like you're like a sponge at that age oh and yeah. like anything you're around people don't know whether it's good or bad anything right. you're around at that age you just suck it up
2: <laughs> right exactly <laughs> That's probably what happens. you know and you oh, yeah. no, and
1: uh, you're younger than us i think right you're still in your 20s
2: yeah, I'm 28 right now.
1: Yeah, we're old. Uh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm 41. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. 39. But so you grew up in the 90s, then, right? Was oh that... yeah,
2: 1990, dude, straight up. So born. was
1: your culture like more the street art, graffiti, or like? I know Adam grew up in the whole skateboarding, like that was kind of the scene. Like he was being influenced by. Would you say? What would be your influence growing up?
2: Uh, I mean, my direct influence, um, I mean, I'm, I'm originally from Kansas City, um, so growing up there, um, like I said, like, I had friends that were doing graffiti that were in graffiti crews and stuff like that, and I was always the younger one, because um, I was always moving around schools and shit, but I was stuck with, like, my same friends that were in my hood, and so just kind of growing up and them, like, tagging and, like, actually fighting, like, other crews and, like, battles and, like, black books and, like, all this kind of shit. So it was very much, like, still very raw, like, graffiti to me, you know. Um, And then it wasn't, I mean, the whole street art scene for me didn't really, I I guess, resonate. I didn't really call it street art. It was more of just, like, public murals. There were still other artists that were, like, painting public murals in Kansas City that weren't necessarily graffiti. And so Mm -hmm. I was able to, like, see that as well. As see the graffiti culture as well as see the gallery culture first friday stuff so i kind of grew up in like a good time where like people were still doing like diy like clothing and shirts and like airbrushing shit like that yeah and but at the same time i was also seeing people screen printing and like producing actual shirts and apparel and then gallery shows but then also graffiti and so like it all blended into me like I wasn't really necessarily separating it. I just called it all art. like I was like, "That's dope art. I want to know how you do this. I want to know how you do that." And then I just got influenced by like a melting pot of all of it, you know.
0: That's cool. I've done First Friday and stuff in Kansas City and done a couple shows there. Has it always been that big? Because like, when I did it, they had food trucks lined up mm-hmm. all the way down the road, and there was like every gallery had a show going on. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Like everybody's just hopping around, going to show to show to show, and it's just yeah. like the art scene where I'm at is there is no art scene. Zero. Really? There's nothing here. Zero. Like this stuff is like grandma's doing watercolors and stuff. But other than that, there's no real <laughs> artists really trying for to try to do it as a career, you know. Right. So the the shows are just they're jokes, and you right. gotta pay to get into them. It's it's like the oh, weirdest thing. Like, you got to pay $300 to be a part of our club, and then we'll let you in the one show a year that we do, and you'll sell Hell nothing. No. You know what no. I mean? Okay. <laughs> so, but um, Kansas City's not like that. When I went there, um, man, just, it's crazy. I, mm-hmm. I got a friend, Robert Bustamante, who mm-hmm. did a show with me there. But um, yeah, just the art scene there is just so much better. It's, it just seemed like cooler. But yeah, um, I love it. was it
2: always like that? From what I remember, yes. Like, I mean, now, obviously, right now, like, it's First Friday, like, Crossroads, Arts District down there is always popping, like, every First mm-hmm. Friday. It's crazy how much it's grown. Um, but ever since I can remember, I think the very first time that I, I actually participated in a First Friday was, like, my senior year in high school. Like, right after I finished that mural, um, we got asked to be part. Um, me and another friend that I would collaborate a lot in high school with, we got to be part of a group show that was like a graffiti street art type thing, where we paid um, tribute to a graffiti artist who got, I think he got murdered in Chicago, and I'm like skipping out on this right now, but mm-hmm. they gave us like these like decently large panels, and we would just like um, paint whatever we wanted on it, and uh, I think the show was called Sorry for the Miscommunication, and it was kind of like talking about like graffiti and what it does for a community and like what what it stands for what the culture means but then how other people misinterpret it and may think as offensive and blah 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 that whole conversation yeah. so we got to be part of that show and i think that's the first time where i really got involved with the art scene like as far as like shows and galleries go and um and then i started to talk to other artists and they're like no this has been going on for a minute." And so, I, for for all I know, you know, it's been going on for a long time. It's just been, That's cool. You know, progressively getting bigger and bigger. By the time you did your shows, like it was, it was already like pretty decently. You know? Oh, it was huge!
0: Like when I went there, I was expecting like a few people to come through. I had no idea what it was was about. And then I right. got there, and there's so many people walking through. It was insane. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So you said that. Uh, so high school teachers were pushing and all that. Were you wanting to go to to college or to higher education after that, or was that just something, like, did you feel like, okay, I'll go there because that's what I'm supposed to do, or like, I can learn something more, or like, what was your goal going into university, right. whatever you call it?
2: Right. Um, well, uh, like I said, it was kind of like my arches in high school that were kind of making me a bit, and um which, which was cool, you know, like, I, I always need, kind of needed that. And, of course, like, a little bit of pressure from my parents to just kind of be like, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That whole situation. And um, I ended up just applying to the Kansas City Art Institute, which is a really <laughs> great school. And, um, like, they, they're, you know, they're accredited and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's not the Art Institute, the one that's, that's all whack and shit, but yeah. this it's like a legit one. So I ended up applying there, and I got like a really dope scholarship, and um, got in, and um, yeah, did we went through the whole like, to thing. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, like if I don't get into this art school, then I'm gonna do something else. And I ended up getting in. See, I did the um, exact
0: same thing, except or I went to the I applied to the Art Institute of Chicago because I was like, okay, yeah. mom, if I she, my mom was the same, like my mom was like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? I went to Art Institute of Chicago, got accepted, and then I was like, I don't want to go here. For whatever yeah. reason I just didn't I I wasn't feeling that school. And then yeah. um, but like so I was like so you ended up going, how was it? Did it end up being a pretty
2: cool like experience for you? Uh yeah, dude, I, I absolutely loved it, man. Like um I I I mean I went with no expectations, honestly, yeah. but um like freshman year, um for me, um it, it's called foundations. And they pretty much bring in all the freshmen into this huge warehouse, um, and they separate you into different classes. And each teacher is like specializes in different things, but they pretty much that first year just kind of like break down like I'm the best artist in my high school ego, like break you down Mm -hmm. completely, and then like build up your fundamentals. So they really like see like what you're good at first and foremost through your portfolio, and they're like, all right, cool. Well, you're good at this, this, and that, but you're missing this, this, and that. So we're gonna teach you these basics, and then you can expand and do what you're already doing better. That's cool, man. I definitely enjoyed it. It was a lot of long nights in the studios. Like I think you guys were talking about this as well, like finals and all that kind of shit. Just staying locked in the studio, which is you know it was the same thing for us. You know, like trying to turn shit in, but as much time work as it was, like it was it was dope. Yeah, yeah, and and like like education is pretty much self education, like either fucking put in the work or you don't. But yeah. if you're paying for this shit, like, why wouldn't you, you know? I, I Well, I
0: think some of the kids there aren't paying for it. Their mom and dads are paying for it. And you could tell who they were because they right. weren't coming to the art nights where we're staying up all night and painting all night. Mm-hmm. They weren't there. But the kids that were paying for it or, you know, like, me, we weren't, didn't have money given to them, we were there all, right. all night, every night, because we are like, we get to
2: do this. Like, let's, we're going to take advantage of right. this. That's dope. Yeah, man. So I really enjoyed like like that how that whole thing was, and then after that you pick your major. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that you pick your major like sophomore year, and then you you stay sophomore, your senior year throughout your major. So I majored in some like minor stuff in design. That's cool, man.
1: So I was gonna ask. So like it, for the art institute, like I mean, once again, we were we were two smucks that went to just a regular college. <laughs> do they uh, do they make you like take any like uh like yeah, take like English and math ty- that kind of stuff or is it strictly that's all you're oh, doing no. With art? No. no, yeah, no fuck no. Art. That was like
2: a major thing for me. Yeah, because they, they I that was one of the first questions like, do you guys have math? Or like no, I was like, Bet I'm I'm here.
0: <laughs> See, the only thing yeah. that swayed me to no, go to the dude. regular
2: college was the uh,
0: sports. That was it. Like I liked I wanted to do the same thing. I was like, just art would have been dope. But then, like, yeah. it scared me that, like, they were like, oh, you get a certificate. You don't necessarily get a diploma at the end. And, like, some of that stuff started, like, I'm like, wait a minute, you get a what? And, right. <laughs> like, some of that scared me away. And I was like, I want to go to this
2: college over here. <laughs> so uh, how, big
1: right. was, how big was your school then? Like, how many people did you have in your, I guess, quote-unquote class?
2: It, it was pretty sensitive. Too. And, um, like, I can't think off the top of my head, but, like, in my freshman class, we had, like, Mm, 25 like it was very hands-on like one-on-one teacher time like a lot oh nice like 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 we got a lot of that attention it wasn't like a huge like auditorium and there's like a tv talking to you you know yeah. that's cool man
1: yeah because that's like another worry that if you go to an art school then it's like all right there's like a hundred people in the class like how, how much attention are you gonna get so like i know like uh in terms of going like for me i was just kind of like I didn't even want to go. My mom's like, "Just try it for a year. If you like it, stay. If you don't, I mean, right." Was it kind of the same deal? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And if it's whatever, I mean, but you, said uh, you kind yeah, of yeah. I mean, open to, an, mind. to an
2: extent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I didn't really know what to expect, but uh, I knew I wanted to to do art, like uh, whatever in whatever form that kind of really going in, being like, I want to be an illustrator or a comic book artist or a commercial artist, or you know, it, it all just kind of. I just went with the flow, put in the work, whatever I needed to do, and then it it just all started to evolve and turn into, you know, what it ended up turning into, like, which is what I do now.
1: So now did they, I mean, and obviously from your experience and being in this scene, does that school, did they give you any, like, marketing or business sense for anything you were doing, or is that just all yourself?
2: Uh, No, they, they definitely didn't. And also it just depends on what major you go into. Like, people went into painting, sculpture, you know, uh, fibers um, I chose illustration and it was cool because um, they had taken away the illustration for a number of years and they had just brought it back like when we turned sophomore so we were literally the first class stepping into a brand new program and we pretty much just built it as super cool and in the field working professionals that had ex- a ton of experience and they all like kind of one was a comic book artist another one was like a commercial artist illustrator the other one did like lettering another one did sculpture but they were all like sort of published working illustrators in a way and so getting that experience from them and seeing like all the different options we could like pursue um they would also like throw events where like they would bring in working artists and like they would teach us about what they were doing and how they were doing it and their commercial side and how it's not just about doing a drawing and hoping you sell it you know finding different avenues of like where that drawing can can end up being was like kind of like a big focus how to make money necessarily just how to uh, illustrate I guess you could say
0: how to make the work itself but how to push it move it turn it over yeah Yeah. that's the part that I wish I would have got that that I didn't get from going to normal college like, that mm-hmm. part right there. I had to teach myself that. And it sounds mm-hmm. like you got a lot more of that one-on-one with those teachers, with people that are actually doing it. We mm-hmm. had one professor that was really going for it and really doing it that we would talk to like that. But he was kind of a jerk, mm-hmm. and he didn't always give us that information we were looking for, you know, because it was, like, the real uh-huh. information. We were like, how do you make money right at this? And he didn't necessarily <laughs> yeah. want to tell us that. <laughs>
2: Damn, that's stupid. Yeah. In
1: terms of the uh, illustration class, was there a lot of competition, like, between you you and other people in there? Or not really? Uh,
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, no, definitely. We would, like I said, we would invite guest artists, and they would come and do their presentation. But then we would also get an assignment from them, being like, uh, we want you to create, like, a double-page, like, like, uh, magazine spread uh, showcasing an illustration about... Um, I like can battle a major world issue or whatever. And so we would have to come up with like an illustration and then put like mock get up and like do all this craziness and then she would or the artist would pick out, you know, their top. So we were very much like introduced to like the real world scenarios where, you know, if you turn in an illustration for a magazine cover, you're obviously battling with other illustrators, battling competition experience i thought was was very very fun and i I love battling just in general just growing up you know tagging and all that shit like i just kind of it always stuck with me it's Mm -hmm. cool that you took that
0: and just like you know like you liked it when you were younger but you've really like expanded it and just you know kept that drive you know that way because i liked doing Mm -hmm. like competitions for a while when i was younger but now like if there's any competition in the art thing, I just don't want anything to do with it. Like, if there's if, yeah. if it's being judged or juried, I won't put any art in. I don't want nothing to oh, do yeah. with it.
2: Like, no. None. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but when I was right. a kid, I loved it. When I was a kid, I liked to be all the art shows and competitions and stuff like that.
1: No, I feel you there, man. You graduated, uh, how, how many years was that school? It was just four years,
2: so, so I graduated in 2013.
1: Oh, 2013. And then... Uh-huh. At that point, you're like, okay, like, like we were saying, hardly anyone we knew went into the field that they had their diploma in. <laughs> what did, uh, so you graduate, what's the mindset? What's the, what? what's your plan? Like, as soon as you, like, did you already have something lined up? Did you know what you're going to do? Like, what happened?
2: Yeah, I ended up scoring in an in intern. Well, I got an internship, like, my sophomore year, like, while still in school at um, Boulevard Brewing Company. So I was part of their marketing and design team there so I did that during the summer so that's where I got my design experience and then I just kind of kept looking for different things and I did like I was like an artist assistant that did like gallery shows and murals so I was moving that and then my senior year we had like a cool little meet and greet with with people who were looking for up-and-coming artists and uh princesses uh interns that sort of shit and uh I actually got hired um as soon as I got out um I don't know if you guys know um, this artist, but his name is uh, Jeremy Motto, but he's, he works with Matt Toy Design, that's what his name is, mm-hmm. um, and he uh, he's he's based in Kansas, and so um, I got to go and work in his studio, and he does a lot of really awesome um, toy design stuff, illustrations, he's worked with, like, Kid Robot, that sort of thing, so I was kind of just going into his studio and, like, working on design work, I would knock out illustrations that he would pencil up, um, and, like knock out some of his merch and, like, that sort of thing. So it was, like, very much the things that I, like, really enjoyed doing. And he was already doing it, but, like, in a, on a professional level. So I got a ton of experience working with him for sure. So did
0: you learn any toy design and stuff like that from him?
2: Or, or did you just do, like, illustration stuff? Uh, it was mostly, like, illustration stuff um, and then handling, like, merch. Um, I would see his toys and all that, but I never got into the full, like, experience or, like, uh-huh. process. Um but, um, you know, um, I would see, like, some of the toys he would do. Um, he would design, and then I would get, like, the proofs and all that kind of stuff, which is really cool seeing, like, oh, yeah, the the cool. design work and then it coming to life. You know, I always thought that was super cool. But back then, I don't think I was fully that invested or into toys. Um, I was more just, like, honing you know, on my illustrations and really trying to get that going, you know. Yeah. You
0: can only put, have one iron in the fire sometimes. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: So, they went, so when he... Uh, contact you did you have a certain style you were going for at that time or like what did you present to them to get noticed
2: I had like a pretty somewhat broad um, portfolio then still just because I was trying to do like work and I was like I, my senior year I was also like designing actually like other people's logos and like shirt designs and like stuff that I could do just so that I can make money Um, So I was already doing that sort of shit. And that's why he he hired me was because I had like a range of different styles. Like basically he works for different clients and they all don't want the same thing. So uh, I was able to like kind of transform and blend with what this client wanted and then what this one wanted and kind of move back and forth. But as far as what I was doing, like I was already having gallery shows and like that sort of thing. And my stuff was always just like skulls and line work and bold marker graffiti style stuff and so it was like a juxtaposition sort of with like sometimes you wouldn't even tell like I could I did that design work and even till this day I still do that and you can't fully tell so I'm kind of just like an underground designer but like with my artwork I want that to be fully me and stand out and you see it and like yep that's him
0: that's dope but I think a lot of designers I think we have to do that because I design a lot of stuff that I never show people and Mm -hmm. people would never know that I Mm did it like I design logos for churches and you know businesses mm-hmm. and stuff, but I don't show the world that, you know, so people would never know that I designed this really pretty flower
1: logo,
0: right. <laughs> or you know what I mean, but right. I think that's dope that, same. you know, you do the same thing, it's like, I think we all kind of get in that we have to do it to make pay the bills, so we design whatever, right. but it's always, when we get to do what we want, it's back to the skulls, back to what we like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I always like about your, your um, stuff, when I first saw you, Was just those skulls just really popped, and I liked um, I like really Mm -hmm. thick bold lines on my work. So when I saw your work had thick bold lines in that graffiti style, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I can get into that. And it's like that's why I I, I was always into that, and I always liked your teeth. You did dope because I did rainbow teeth, but you always did these dope, fat teeth, these really thick fat teeth on your skulls. I always liked that.
2: Steve, thanks, man.
1: So you get hired by him. How many people do you have working with you, or is it just you, you and him?
2: Uh, no, it so it was him, and then his other main designer, and then I was just the like apprentice, sort of intern.
1: And how long? So it was a
2: small studio, but they produced a lot of work, man.
1: How long were you there for? Um, it was a little
2: less than a year. Um, yeah, it wasn't really that long. It was just like kind of temporary help here and there through like busy season. Which, uh, which I you know, I was fine with. Um, you know, I just kind of rolled with the punches. And, um, yeah, I ended up stopping working for him, and then I just kind of did my own freelance thing afterwards. Like I said, I was already designing and branding and doing my own thing for other people, so I just kind of honed in on that and started doing that more and then started doing my own art shows.
1: So is that when you, you're – was there a turn point where you like, you know what, I just got to go ahead and do my own thing right now, or is it just like – Okay, busy season's over. What am I gonna do next like what what's the like mindset like going from working for someone to like being your own kind of boss uh, and on that note
2: right um no, i mean it, it just kind of happened like I feel like I've always just worked better for myself um but um i I mean like I said, like I really enjoyed working for him. I learned a lot and um, but I was always kind of just like on the like in the back of my head, some would have to have like a plan B. Some would be prepared just in case like anything happens, you know, you could always be let go. But like I said, I just kind of doubled down on my design work and I met like amazing clients in Kansas City, which till this day, I still work with a few of them. It's been years now, expand on my own work and I started to create merch um, that I learned how to do by working with MAD, by working with other artists, um, by watching other artists in Kansas City, you know, do their mural thing, do their gallery work like Scribe. And so I was definitely influenced by all these different things. And I was like, well, I just want to do it on my own. I was like, let's let's just get it. And just started, you know, first Fridays, like every first Friday, getting involved in group shows and Expanding making my website logo my own branding and like I had all that stuff like already set It's good that you got that
0: like hustle mentality It's just like I think you're either born with it or you you know, you, it's not anything you could learn It's just like some artists right that they have the talent you see that they have the talent, but they have no drive you know, but when I see you mm-hmm. you have the talent and the drive and you can tell because like like, you always say, oh, you keep trying to keep up with me jokingly. But, like, when I see you posting, I'm like, how in the hell is he making so much shit? Like, how in the <laughs> yeah. hell is one person making all this shit, you know? And that's yeah, what yeah. people say about me. But I'm saying, I'm trying to keep up, you know, I'm always trying to keep up with myself. And I think you right. do you ever do that? You just c- no, competition same. with yourself?
2: Oh, like yeah. Like, always trying to beat your last thing that you did? Oh, yeah, dude. Definitely, man. Like, I think I just saw, like, your post oh, so you did the other day where um you were describing that same thing you know like you're always in comfort with yourself and like as soon as like i finish a piece like man i'm so hype on it and then the next day i see it and i'm <laughs> like cool let's do something fucking better yeah what and, if like, let's i move added forward lights, and or you know, what if i did this, yeah. or what
0: if i did that and like what if i made it better because otherwise you're just done that's my masterpiece yeah. i'm not gonna do any more art now because what's the point you have to, like, have that drive to exactly. do something better, 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 better always.
2: For sure. If you're not seeing like, looking back at, like, like last year or even, like, two years ago, we just moved to Denver, like, seeing the progression of my work, like, seeing a mural that I did back then and, like, seeing what I'm doing now, like, I'm, like, looking at that, I'm like, dude, that's trash. Like, I, I wish I could go back and, like, redo something dope on top of that now, but yeah. you do that in order to get to where I am now, obviously, you know. Should just, I feel like, about-
0: that way about stuff a week that i did a week ago or a month ago now, right because <laughs> I, I feel that we you get to a progress where when you're doing it full time you do push yourself to where like man i can do better i can do better and then you realize why wow, i am doing way better than i was a month ago even like i'm i'm like right. i'm getting skills that i didn't have before so do you find that like you're pushing yourself to where you're at another level sometimes you're like wow i can't believe i did all that work
2: <laughs> you're like sometimes like too, but like just being locked in your studio, and you're like, you like make a list, you're like, I have to knock all this shit out, and then you just go. Yeah, you knock all this shit out, and then you look back at it, you're like, damn, all right, that's cool, all right, what's next? And then what's you just next? keep it yeah. fucking moving, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, I like that. What's just, next? Yeah, <laughs> you this. just have to, dude, because there's so much competition, and that's what I love about it, too. Like, there and just in general, like any art scene that I've been a part of, just kind of keeps you on your toes, you know? Like, if you fucking like stay still, like, whoever's behind you is gonna have you. And you you won't even notice it until they post this dope ass thing. You're like, shit, all right now now I got to step up my game. And you just keep on going, keep on going. But at the same time, like you said, you know, like you're your biggest competition, honestly, dude. Like I could wake up and not do shit, and not lost. You know? Yep. Well, now I mean, I'm a little older. You just have to.
0: Than you, like like we that Sharif had to point out. But (laughs) uh, but now I'm to a point where I'm just like some of my my art buddies that I look up to art friends or just heroes and stuff, they're mm-hmm. all passing away. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's oh, sad, but like I'm at a level where, where like some of the guys I look up to are way older than me. So like there, some of those guys are passing away and I'm like, it's giving me this new drive that I'm like, man, I, right. you don't know like wh- when's your last day. And I'm like all of a sudden exactly. I got this whole new drive in me that I'm like, I'm going to go for this while I'm here. Because that's that's what I'm here for. Let's do this, but oh, yeah. like, but it's it's like it's sad that that's that's what's driving me. But it's like the older you get, you realize your heroes start start to to, to leave because they're way older than you. Usually, you usually don't right. idolize somebody that's your same age as you. You know, <laughs> right, right. So who who'd you look up to? Like you no. were talking about like scribe and stuff like that in the Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I mean, who'd you look up to in the
2: art scene when you were coming up? I mean, let's see. I mean, I was like, like I said, I was inspired by like, like cartoons and stuff like that. Um, like, I loved Dragon Ball Z just fucking growing up, and I was always drawing that. Like in school, like I got in so much trouble for always drawing Dragon Ball Z all over my homework,
0: <laughs> like you know? all over the tops but, and stuff. Where dude, everywhere, man. I would yep. answer
2: with like Goku's head, and they're like, "You can't do that." Like that's you not can't do that, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, so like just, just random shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know. So like, I loved cartoons, man. Just in general, like as you can tell now, like some of my work, like fucking Mickey, like I loved. Yeah. His like Steamboat Willie, like very classic, simplistic style, that's but like exaggerated lines. at the same time. It's all exactly
0: classic fat line style. Like it's just
2: that's I like yeah. it. It's it's classy. Yeah. I like it. But
0: yeah, uh, you you always keep those bold. Shit. Yeah, you keep those illustrator bold lines. Maybe mm-hmm. that's just the illustrator and us coming out when we paint yeah you know because yeah. it is very illustrator like how we both kind of like those bold lines and then we kind of <laughs> try to keep it really crisp too i noticed that when you paint your paintings yeah. when you keep those lines you keep them super crisp you like them really
2: yeah.
0: you know even and they're you know
2: they're not all over the place i like that it's clean oh yeah oh no, yeah dude i really love like that that's the thing i kind of like pride myself on the most was like when like starting out you know like you're like man i gotta nail this one thing first and so i needed to nail my line work and then i slowly started to integrate color just slowly here and there one color at the Mm -hmm. next and and even now i said i still have like a very semi-limited color palette but you know like without the colors like my work will still be you know what it needs to be with those lines and so like another person that i love the lines is like mike giant like the stuff he was doing for like rebel eight and like that sort of stuff and um, just his murals in general and I absolutely love his line work. I think his Sharpie work is amazing, so I, I, I was obviously inspired by him. Um, yeah, I got his at... skateboard pieces. When he did those, um, he did redid all the
0: old skateboard graphics on these yeah. big, um, I got three of those from him. Oh, for real? Yeah, yes. they're, they're hanging up in here, but the, I just love them because he, same thing, he's big, bold lines and fat, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. black and white, but he didn't need color. It just looked dope the way it was. <laughs> right, right. No, but I yeah, think a dude, lot of your work is crazy. like that, too. I mean, if you dropped out all the color out of some of the paintings, because I'm looking at a painting that I have of yours right mm-hmm. now, and, like, if I dropped out all the color out of it, it would look just as dope mm-hmm. as is just the line work, you know? And that's what I think is, is like, good. Like, you, you think about how it's laid out, how it looks overall, yeah. and you can tell you, it's a mm-hmm. thought-out painting, Whereas you know some stuff you're seeing is like these days it's like what do you that's not even you didn't even try like sometimes you look <laughs> right. at these artists and you're like what are you doing like you didn't even finish it you know it's like <laughs> right it's like it's frustrating for it me sucks. I guess because <laughs> I like I work so hard I try to be so professional and I want to see other people strive uh-huh. to be that you know so when I see it I re- you know, I, I guess real recognize real right. what they say <laughs> right. you know but I do like when I see people doing it. Like, you, you and all the people on our crew, basically, like, go for it. And mm-hmm. that's why they're in the crew. It's all about the people right. that were already just yeah. going for it. You know? And that's what's awesome. Right. Exactly.
1: At what point uh, did you end up moving from Kansas City? Like, was that just an uh, opportunity? Like, hey, let me go try to be somewhere else? Or, like, what? how did that end up happening?
2: Uh, well, um, let's see. When did I move? So, I graduated 2013, and then... Um, the rest of that summer I ended up, like I said, I was working for mad and then I think it was like, i freelanced for like about roughly about a year. And then in 2014, like kind of late ish, I believe, um, my, um, my girlfriend that we, we met in school at the time, she, she, uh, she moved to New York and she was like, Hey, come out here for a week. And I was always like, no, I want to stay in Kansas city. Like, I don't want to go anywhere. She was like, no, dude, just come out real quick. So I went out there for, like, a week, and I, I really enjoyed it, really liked it. And then I came back to KC, grabbed my stuff, and I went back, and I stayed in New York for, like, close to three years. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, what, what I just left.
1: The, what, what was about it that uh, – I mean, was the opportunity there or like as well? I mean, obviously, New York is a cool city, but, like, what what, yeah. what actually attracted you there? Overall vibe, like, I just – i don't know
2: it just has a feeling i don't know if either one of you have gone but like oh, just, have, as yeah. soon as you get yeah. off the plane dude you have that it just feels like a different atmosphere and environment like there's no other place that i felt that, that I visited but just in general like the creativeness the drive like everybody's hustled like everybody's fucking walking fast like i was tired just walking the first day i was like why is everybody walking so fast where mm-hmm. the fuck are y'all going <laughs> so but just in general dude like you see something new every day. Like I never got bored. There was always new shit going on. There was be like pop-ups, like people painting and then the underground like graffiti scene, like street art culture over there is crazy huge. And so just being able to expand and seeing how much bigger the scene is out there and how many, how many more opportunities there could be like, it just like sucked me in dude. And I just had to like work my ass off out there and try to get into the scene. And literally I did and you know, doing group shows and, meeting dope artists and doing, you know, murals, live painting, whatever I could do, man, I, I was just doing it. And the great thing, I guess the thing that kept me there was like the amount of people that would see you just painting on a daily basis would spread your work like crazy. It was free promotion, dude. I could set up in the street and like 200, 300 plus people could see me in like a couple hours. That's crazy, man.
1: So were you going into, like, online and social media at that point, too? Or, like, when did that – when did you start hitting up, like, the social media aspect of your – I
2: started – let's see. I started doing that as – like, I I was kind of doing it um, in school is when I started, like, my Instagram, like, my senior year of the Kansas City Art Institute. And then I started, you know, throwing my brand and, like, really started to expand – Uh, When I went to New York, because like I said, like the amount of people seeing it, and so I was like, man, every time I paint, I like, I I, like, I didn't even have like gear back then. Like I was still like hand making my shirts and shit. So I would just write like at Dink or hashtag Dink on my shirt when I was live painting, and I would get so many follows. And so it was just like that guerrilla sort of like Marketing. marketing sort of thing, you know. But it fucking worked, and so I was like, dude, let's just keep it going. And so. Every time I would do anything, it was like, dink, at dink, and I would just start introducing myself as dink. Like, I wouldn't even use my real name anymore as soon as I left Kansas City because everybody knew my name in Kansas City, but then moving away, I was like, I'm just going to use this. And then it just stuck, and <laughs> it worked, and, you know, just fucking keep it moving.
0: Yeah, like Shepard Ferry, uh, like, Obey, I mean, he he taught all of us the guerrilla right. marketing I mean, that dude, if he did anything, yeah. he's a great artist, but I mean, that girl of marketing that he taught us all, I mean, we took all that and ran with it, all of us, a long time ago, yeah. and it's still, even the younger artists are still just going for it with that, and it works. Just throw right. it out there in front of everybody's face all the time until they get sick of it, you know, but it works. Like, yeah. people know who you are when you're sticking your name out there all the time.
2: Yeah, yeah, recently I got quoted, well, I didn't get quoted, but someone said that that I am uh, the ruthless brander, or I have ruthless branding, I'm like, that's dope. I'm like, that's (laughs) exactly what I'm fucking doing. (laughs) Ruthless. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: So, like, we grew up when, like, it was all dial-up for Internet and stuff. So, like, the whole Internet thing, I even think with art, were they teaching that?
0: They they weren't really – there was, like, one graphic design class, like, but they really – like, the Internet really wasn't that – I mean, it was – all about chat rooms and stuff if you remember when we were in college and playing online like kind of the vid- online video games so like on computers but like like nothing like what he's dealing with you know he's he's actually uh, like instagram's out and he's do he's mm-hmm. actually out there doing it
1: right. it's like when we started
0: mm-hmm. that was none of that crap it was myspace and ebay and shit <laughs>
1: oh yeah <laughs> so, i mean but yeah but like obviously it's like uh which i guess i would say from like learning from the younger folks now it's now we feel like we're old but it's like man like you get even like do you recognize like how big of a reach you have with the internet like instagram and, and so forth or is like that's something you just kind of not forget but you're like i don't even want to say take for granted but you're just kind of like all right let me just go ahead and throw up everything on there and see what happens
2: no yeah like i, I definitely see the difference man just because like I remember like like seeing the other artists that I would uh, follow in Kansas City and stuff like promote their shows before the um, like the internet social media thing like blew up like it was just like flyers or like meet and greets or you know um, seeing it in my like school's newsletter like or the newspaper like I still remember that all that stuff oh, cool. um, but um no yeah like social media is such a crazy good tool and uh, you just have to know how to use it in a way where like, um, I don't know, I don't really know how to explain it, but like in a way that will like benefit what you're actually trying to do, and it's not just necessarily about like posting every fucking thing, like nobody wants to see every single thing that you're doing, like nobody wants to see every single sketch that I do, it's being smart about what you're posting, why you're posting it, and then like
1: uh, kind of like a story. Yeah, yeah exactly Keeping your,
0: when, when you look at your page it should look clean it shouldn't look like just all over the place like right. what does this guy do does he paint does he draw like they should know right. what you do when they exactly. look at your page and like when you look at your page yours is so clean and laid out too you could tell you and back and delete stuff that oh, doesn't yeah. fit and you always. edit stuff and that's good and it makes you know it makes the flow good like your mm-hmm. page is always on top of On top of it, but you were just saying earlier, like, you wish you had an assistant. Like, how do you keep up with, like, you're a one-man show like me. How do you keep up with all of it,
2: man? Do you ever sleep? (laughs) Uh, Oh, no, yeah. Dude, I I can't go on, like, not sleeping, man. That's the one thing that that I definitely need. So, like, I have a very, like, I'm very strict on my own schedule. Like, I wake up early, and I'm, like, I make a list every day, and I'm, like, here's my list. what, What the fuck I need to do? And the very first thing on my list is always, like, check my email. And see if there's anything that's like pending that I haven't done, or something new that's like crazy that like I need like for some reason like yeah. somebody contacts me that's super important. They're like, yo, I need to do something today. Like, just fucking run an interview. I'm gonna see if I can cancel, and then I'll go and do that. <laughs> or like, you know, fucking plan out your day accordingly. Like, prioritize what's you know needs to be done, what you can maybe push off till tomorrow, and then what absolutely like needs to be done, like, right now. And so, like, I always do that every fucking morning, dude. And so that's how I, I like, get shit done, dude. You just stay on top of it, man. Yeah, pretty much. Then I have my times where I post, like, on social media. So, like, I'll wake up and I'll, like, get my post ready and I have them written and I'll just save it. And then I'll wait till that time comes and I'll work on other stuff. And then I'll get some shirts going and then I'll, like, prime a canvas and then I'll move over and I'll call the client for a quick meeting. And then it just keeps fucking moving. So... I have multiple projects but they're all different. Like like I said like I'll be working on a canvas, and then I'll move and I'll weed some shirts, and then I'll heat press and then I'll prime that and mm-hmm. then I'll talk in. So that keeps me like not bored and like keeps my mind like constantly changing. So it feels like you know I'm not like repeating myself, I guess.
1: Do you have to like learn to work that way or is that just how you've always been? Like did you like figure out that routine or did you Like, how do you get onto that routine of, like, all right, this is what I got to do to keep... Like, was it trial and error, or did you just, this is what I do?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of trial and error, but to an extent, like, I feel like I've always just kind of been good at multitasking. Like, I I hate doing... I hate repetition, like, and it's weird to say that because I'm always drawing the same character, but I can't sit here and, like, mm, like, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, ADD or, like, just, like, having to, like, move around and constantly work on new shit, but... I like finishing as well, so like I'll finish this and then I'll move on to the next thing and then from there to the ne- and then just keep that steady workflow moving because if I don't, then I can spend like hours and hours and hours on one thing and then nothing else gets done, and then I feel like shitty. Yeah, you got keep, to gotta keep
0: moving. My buddy yeah. Clark, um, who went to school with uh, Sharif and I, used to say, much mm-hmm. like the Mako shark, if I stop moving, <sighs> I will die yeah <laughs> and like and that's that's, yeah. that's how you gotta be van. you just gotta just keep going and going and going and going and just like and then until you pass out and then you 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 eventually go to sleep and then you wake up the next day and as soon as your mind's awake yeah. it's yeah. on and it's all it's going
1: <laughs> so do you find it like mm-hmm. hard to like, yeah. take a break or go on vacation at all
2: uh yeah dude like honestly these past two years that i've been in denver i think i went to like May I think I went to Kansas City once, like two years ago, and then I went to Kansas City, like just last year, like for like Christmas, like was it Christmas or Thanksgiving, one of those two days, and then I came back because I had an event, and it was, it was just like kind of nonstop, which, I mean, that was kind of my overall goal, just moving to Denver. I was like, I need to make myself present, and then I can start expanding. Um, cause I always do that everywhere I move. Like I'm like, this is my goal right now. I need to make myself known and then I'll start moving around. But this year, um, the only uh, vacation uh, that I have 10 right now is I'm going to go to Mexico and at the end of May, um, for like some family time in my brother's wedding and stuff. But besides that, like it's all just work, dude.
1: you have your schedule? You're like, all right, that's it. Like I'm done. Or do you find yourself like, I just keep working? Until when it like, do you ever break your schedule or find it hard to relax at any point in time? Oh, no, like, um, I, I try to get everything
2: done an hour. It's very rare that I actually stay up and like have to finish certain things. Like, I'm, I'm pretty good at staying on track, but no, every night, like, after dinner, like, I just fucking chill and watch shows or chill and just talk about our days, I guess, or talk about new projects or we, I, I always try to find that just time. And even then, sometimes, like, I'm just kind of sketching or. Like, on my computer, just, like, doodling some random shit just because I'm, like, I feel like doing it. But it's not necessarily work, you know, but it's stuff that I can use for future projects.
1: Yeah, I know, like, for myself personally, like, you get, like, you know, you you get done with something, and then you're, like, if you just sit there, you're kind of like, I should be doing something else. (laughs) Like, that's why I'm asking about the relaxing thing. (laughs) Like, is it easier to switch it off (laughs) instead of, like, well, let me just work myself to death?
0: Yeah, I think we all work too hard guys. I think all three of us work yeah. too hard. I think that's the conversation. Yeah, we're having. oh yeah, definitely want to get
1: because, like, like Adam was saying, you're seeing, you're seeing both of you guys just putting like tons of stuff out there, and it's like, man, does this guy. And once again, you're loving what you're doing, so don't get me wrong at that po- at that point. But at some point, it's like, all right, this is actually work. Now I gotta kind of either relax or like appreciate what I've done, like take some sort of credit. Right. Like I think a lot of people don't take credit or enjoyment of what they've accomplished. Because it's like, right. well, I do this all the time or this is just work or whatever. Like, I, right. it's, it's like a weird switch to have, like, all right, cool. Can I relax right now? I don't right. know. Right.
2: No, yeah, that's that's definitely true. I guess I find myself, like, after I'm done with, like, my like daily list of shit that I need to do, like, that's when I find myself, like, afterwards, like, starting to plan, like, um, like fun projects, like actual passion projects that I'm like, no one's telling me to do this. This is just me wanting to plan some stuff for the you know, the end of the year or plan a new show or, you know, whatever just shit that I really want to get into that, you know, you have to kind of just do that on your own time. And I think that's what separates certain artists, just like other people can just be like, oh man, I made this painting today. Like, like, cool, but what are you doing afterwards? Like, what's your (laughs) next step? And I think that's, you know, what we're always doing, you know, like what's next?
0: Yeah, what's next? Because you got to be, because like you said, like we were talking about earlier, after that painting's done that you've been working on for however long, what's next you have to have something lined up and that's why people don't understand like when i'm do, like i do a lot of commissions and i stack Mm -hmm. them so i got like 30 people waiting on me right now and like but that gets i do that to myself you know i stack that up to myself but then it puts all this pressure on me to work really hard you know because i got all these people waiting on me so do you do commission work still or do you just kind of just put your work out there and sell it as you as you
2: make it Um, a little bit of both, but I, I got kind of tired of like, um, I think you mentioned it in your episode as well, like sitting on a bunch of fucking work and hoping it sells. Yeah. Like I got tired of doing that, like just kind of like when I think about it, it's kind of just like me wanting to show like, look at how much work I can do. And then like, and then like nobody really buys it or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever you're just sitting on it. And then, but at the same time, like I can take that work and do pop ups and like, then it will sell like on its own, whatever. But I just found myself getting tired of doing that. And this year, I kind of focused a little bit more on just, like, quality instead of quantity. Mm -hmm. And so, and stuff, like, literally out of your book, but, like, I'm just taking commissions. Or when I do a live painting, like, when I'm done with it, then I'll be like, this is for sale. And then it usually sells. And so, that makes me feel really good because I'm getting paid to live paint. I'm making money off of the merch that I'm selling that I take during that. And then I get to sell the painting afterwards and so that's just like a full three sixty and then I don't have to wait and like promote this painting for like ever and right now I think I'm sitting on like two, three paintings maybe. And yeah. like but now people are mad because they're like, why don't you have more work? We wanna sell you this and that. I'm like, I Dude, get two. Like, I'm, I don't want to.
0: I got two paintings that are available and nobody wants the two that I have available. They want to know why. Every time I post something it's a commission, so it's somebody else's painting that I've already finished. Yeah. Exactly. So they were like, hey, how much is that? I'm like, it's already sold. I It's a yeah. commission. Like, how do you not know what a commission is? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. then, like, I tell them, oh, if you, I'll make whatever for, by commission, and they won't. Like, the, it's like they can't do it. They just won't right. do it. I don't know right. what it is. They want the painting done, yep. and they want to buy it right then. They want instant gratification, some people. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Like you didn't have to call me out there, Burn. I was just oh, sorry. Right sorry. doing an interview. Just <laughs> um, so <laughs> what, in terms of, like, and, and you do a plethora of stuff, like, what do you find, like, most enjoyable? Do you like doing the live painting the most? Or, like, just, like, what's your, mm-hmm. I guess, go-to, like, all right, cool. Like, I'm, I'm going to do the funnest thing. I'm going to do this. Um, uh, Man, that's,
2: that is a hard one. I guess, like, I really, I've always said this, but, like, I'm just like my dad. I, I live for the applause. Um, he's very like outspoken, outgoing, like always telling jokes, like the life of the party, you know. And so I absolutely love live painting. Um, um, when people get to see um, the process, just because people are always asking me about it, like what markers do you use, how long does it take, like how like. Where do you start? How does it fit? And so I'm like, dude, just come watch. Like, I'll literally finish in, like, a couple <laughs> hours. Just come watch me paint. And then afterwards, if you still have questions, like, I'll be there. Like, you know, let's get a drink and we'll fucking talk over it. But I absolutely love live painting. Like, whether it's, like, a wall, like, for a mural, for an event, um, whether I, like, bring in a canvas and just knock something out real quick uh, for different events, like, and, and just being able to interact and get that energy from crowds. But that's also why I like doing art battles. Um, I host art battles out here here, I've done two of them last year, I'm trying to get another one going this year, but having like a huge crowd behind you, and you battle for like two hours, and people just see it, and then at the end they vote, and like, you know, um, it's crowd interaction, and you feel that energy, and then people get to see how you work, and then people are like always surprised, they're like, damn, like, that was crazy fast, how the the hell do you do that, and that's just gratification for me, because it's been years and years and years of like mastering your craft, and mastering your tools that you can just show it off like that. Like, I love doing that shit, man.
0: That is cool. I did some live painting back in the day, but it was back when I was doing more um, graffiti and, like, stencil, like, street art kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And now I do more, like, hand painting, mm-hmm. but, like, do you do, is it mostly spray cans? When you do, when you say live painting, are you doing mainly spray cans or, or are you actually using paintbrush? Uh, or? It,
2: yeah. No, if it's a wall, like, a mural, like, um, I'll go and I'll They'll give me, like, a small wall or something mm-hmm. for, like, a mural, like, a one-year anniversary for whatever, and then they'll, you know, bring me in, and I'll just paint, and I can usually finish, depending on the size of the wall, i usually finish during the event. Um, that's crazy. But for, like, other live painting events, like, let's say, like, I, they bring me in, I bring in, like, a three-by-three-foot canvas, and then I set up my merch, and so that's, like, a little event, and so I'll just literally sketch something on the canvas, um, and then just go in with my straight markers. Like, I only use paint markers for my canvas work honestly so I'll just go on and just do my color block do my shading and then the last thing I do which people are, like really enjoy is um, my line work and that's my favorite part as well so I leave that for the end and then I'm I'm basically done and then afterwards I'll either auction it off or see if anybody wants it and then I'll just sell it right there on the spot that's pretty sweet like, that
0: yeah. you could just, like, move it right there and, like, hey, I've been working on this this whole time. Because a lot of the times I'd see them do that stuff, it was on a big panel or something, and then that pan- at the end of the show you get to see it and vote. But then right. the panel, what happened to it, then nobody bought it. It just ended up right. in somebody's garage or something, you know? Like mm-hmm. So, like, to me, like, that's the only thing, like, I didn't ever want to do something like that because I was like, what happens to it afterwards? But if you, like, get to turn it, right. you know, and sell it afterwards, that would be dope.
1: Once again, I don't think there's anything they taught us in school. Like, did you have any issues <laughs> with, like, pricing or anything? You know what I mean? Like, do you know, like, all right, cool. Like, this is, like, pretty much, like, I think I'm um, terrible at pricing stuff for family and friends and stuff like that. But, like, was there any, like, all right, like, right. Like, like, live and learn, like, okay, I could get this amount for this. Or, like, how how do you go about, I guess, figuring it out? Like, all right, I should I could sell this for.
2: Right. I mean, it's just trial and error. Like, honestly, like. Uh, ever since I was doing my first beginning shows, like, my shit was cheap, but at the same time, I always kind of had that mentality where, like, I, I always had merch at my shows, like, small buttons, pins, slaps, prints, whatever the hell I could make, I would always have that on my shows, because obviously not everybody's gonna drop X amount of money on a painting, panel, whatever, and but they can take, like, a dollar, like, pin or a slap and, like, put it somewhere... Yeah. And so that was always my mentality in general. Yeah, different price points. You got to hit them at every price point. <laughs> and, and everybody can take something home, you know. So yeah. that's what I always do no matter what. And I continue to do that. So now with my commissions, um, you know, like I, I also do the same thing you do, Burn, where like you're like I work with you, like what's your budget? Then I can tell you what I can get you because I still want to get you a piece and it's still me making work and it's still getting out. But at the yeah. same time, I know my value and so – if you're going to just throw me like four or five hundred bucks, then I can give you this. Trying to throw me more, then I can give you that, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, that's how we, we got to make fucking money, dude. Yeah,
0: I mean, and we're, you can size it. I produce. mean, you're custom, yeah. you're making it custom, so you can size it down or yeah. make it simplified and make them fit the budget, and they still get a piece from you, the artist, you know. I remember right. back in the day, I wrote The London Police as, um, it's, I think it's two brothers, but the these two guys do art together and yeah, street yeah. artists and the London police. But I wrote them a long time ago when I was a kid. I was a freshman in college, and I wrote them. And I was like, can I just get a sketch from you guys? You guys are my, my favorite. I love you guys. Yeah. And and on a napkin, anything. And they sent me a framed freaking piece. And I still nice. got it to this day. And it's dope. Oh, shit. Dude, that's I never sick. forgot that. I never forgot that. I talked to him years later when I was, like, doing better with my art. And yeah. I told him, man, thank you for doing that. You inspired me and shit. But that's dope yeah. that you do that, too. Like, because that's why I do it because of him.
2: Like, I do that yeah. for other kids and stuff, too, you know? Right. You have to. like, Like, I grew up with the same thing. Like, people that I looked up to would, like, always sign my black book or, like, give me a print or, you know, whatever. But it's just, like, now you just have to turn around and, like pass that on to other people because you never know who you're gonna inspire or you know who's looking up to you and so that's why i always try to stay somewhat professional and like put a good image out on social media and shit because especially now like people are always watching dude like even when you don't know like always oh yeah
0: well i got kids now too and i'm realizing i got one daughter in junior high and one daughter in high school that are on social media all the time and i'm realizing that man more and more Mm -hmm. a lot of the kids that are following me are kids man they're like 12 right. or they're like 13 you know they're kids you know i keep mm-hmm. forgetting that but like i look at some of the people following me i'm like yeah i i do have to you know watch how i say certain things and what i say <laughs> to a point you know i'm not going to change who right, i am exactly. you know but like you know right. i think you do have to think about man what am i putting out there these days you know because you do want to yeah. have a positive image out there of, of yourself as an artist.
1: I think we covered this, but how did you end up going from New York to Denver? Well, after
2: being like uh, like around r- three years in New York, um, I, ca- I don't know, I kind of felt like I got what I needed to get out of New York in a way, um, which was like doing as, much, as many events as I possibly could and just expanding it on my brand and my name and stuff and to kind of switch it up and really like I said concentrate more on like quality instead of quantity and so I needed like room to like expand and I, we were living in like a two-bedroom railroad style like uh, apartment in Bushwick which I don't know if you guys know what that means but it's literally like one room and then you have to walk through the other room through the other room it's literally like a rail car That's crazy. And so I was like man I need more room and it was super expensive and and so it just ended up um, kind of working out that, um, my girl that I had in Kansas city that I moved to New York with, um, we got engaged. And so we ended up moving cause she's originally from Denver. So she was like, my family's out there, you know, um, we have a house and you, we can stay there and you know, we just have to take care of the house. And I was like, bet, <laughs> just like, <laughs> why not? So ended up working out that way. And so we, we, you know, we, we, we're up keeping the house we're remodeling it and everything but it has enough space for me to now just strictly work from home and have a home studio where i just have expanded and taken over almost the entire living room with all my shit but it's all stuff that like i wanted to do like i got my vinyl plotter and i'm doing my shirts i have like a spray room and i have like a digital area and the weeding it like I it's all this shit that I wanted to do and now I'm able to do it and of course the Denver art scene is like amazing as well like it's kind of like a mix in between I always say like between Kansas City and New York it's like a good middle ground where it's not too crazy overwhelming and it's not like still up and coming but it's like in a good spot where like if you come in like you can help grow and be part of like a great supportive community so that's I've just cool. been blessed, dude, to be here. And, like, dude, you've been, been in a lot of art communities. Been
0: like you've been in a lot of like I mean, you straight <laughs> up you go from Kansas City to New York to Denver. Like mm-hmm. yeah, no, like,
1: know, like I, was, I I like Denver. Like Denver, I always consider it's gonna sound stupid, but like it, it's kind of like that college town. Like have you ever been to the University of mm-hmm. Wisconsin up that way, like Madison? Mm-hmm. It's like it's just like this driving. Seems like younger. Like that's why I say college town. To me, it's like. Uh, times I've gone there I've totally loved it just like there's just stuff to do like everywhere it's not yeah. it's not boring. I haven't
0: been I want to go yeah dude come through I man was, I was talking to you about yeah, I was to, I was talking to my wife and I was talking to you and go go out there because I've never been there at all yeah. so I've just seen pictures so it's like I want to go check that out like I've been in New York I went to New York when I was in uh, I was a senior in high school with a girlfriend for yeah. like a week and it was dope. Like, I was only there for yeah. a week, but just the week I was there, like you said, the impact yeah. that it had on me was mm-hmm. so much. Like, it was the energy of the city and all that stuff. Like, yeah. it's it's crazy. But, yeah, I've never been to Denver, but I'm definitely
2: going to make a trip out and hang out and see what the scene's like out there. Hell, yeah, dude. I'll take you around, man. It's, it's a great scene. I and mean, there's like a lot of there's like two major art districts, and um, they they do the first Friday thing as well. But just the mural scene here is, is also really great. So, yeah, dude, anytime you want to come out, man, we'll we'll get some stuff together with the rest of the crew that's out here too, man. That's cool. Yeah, I want to do some um, more stuff with the crew.
1: Now that you're speaking of the crew, so how did the solo crew come about?
2: Um, so, Burn kind of talked about it a little bit last time, but um, it actually started we well we created it when I was living out in New York. Um, it was in 2016 and, um, I had a really great friend out there. He goes by Timo and, uh, we were always kind of like in the same art shows here and there and, um, collaborating and, you know, working. And, um, we had this thought that we were just kind of tired of, um, curators and, um, shows taking like 50% and like all this craziness that we had to go through all these loops we had to jump through in order to show oh, kind of yeah. like what you were talking about like paying to go to shows and shit yeah, and stupid. like we just got so tired of that and so we were just like dude what if we just start our own sort of thing and <laughs> Collaborate exactly. and like R- do your own and, shit. R- and, rent your own yeah. spots. Do it yourself. <laughs> it's like just fucking DIY shit and we're yeah. like, Yeah, dude, let's let's just start. So we kinda started thinking of different names and stuff and then one day I was just I just texted him, I was like, Dude, what about solo? And he's like, What about it? I was like, That's the crew name, like and it means literally like beer but expanding into different avenues. But we also have like a collective of solo creatives that like each do and specialize in their own certain thing. So like I said, like we have like um the stuff that I do, and then Timo does like awesome like painting, like with acrylic. That's like he's also an illustrator. We have some guys that do calligraphy, guys that do graffiti, burn does his woodcuts. Um, we have a guy that does toys, and we have a guy that does like fucking music productions. Intensive like collective of creatives that all fucking destroy. So that's why like our motto is solo crew. Um, we um, create. Uh, we what was it? We destroy and and create, something like that. <laughs> um, but, uh, I can't even yeah, keep track with like all that all model, stuff dude. You, got,
0: you got coming out every time, like, you're like solo crew, and then, like, you post your posts, and I'm like, damn, like, that looks dope. Like, you're always coming up with new <laughs> solo crew designs, even. <laughs> I'm like, man, how do you do this? Can't keep yeah. up.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, too, like, on Instagram, what I what I enjoy about that, too, is, like, you guys are always promoting each other's work. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's one of those, yeah. those concepts where a lot of people, they just pretty much, uh, I don't know what the right term, but they pretty much just like they'll put out their stuff but like you can't even get a like or mention or comment or anything from them. Some right. people are like right. that. I
0: think they just don't they don't they didn't they didn't come up the way we did maybe or something. I don't know. Like right. there's no respect there, but like I mean those people don't make it that long, you know, 'cause um I mean they're not gonna get a ton of followers acting like that. You
2: know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Like I think uh who is it? Um chris rwk he's always saying like support those who support you yeah exactly and I'm like man wholeheartedly believe that shit dude you just have to and so like i always try you know to shout out the crew members like i'm the one who runs the the solo crew instagram page so i'm always like when i can like when i see people enough of us like post shit so i'm like all right cool let's repost and repost and try to keep that shit going you know like promote each other and because we're all doing dope shit man like to be honestly like i'm inspired by each and every one of the crewmates, and, and, like, we just have to fucking keep it moving and support each other because that's how, like, we're able to, like, expand because, like, when I get a – sometimes I get, like, a job come across my desk. I'm like, eh, now nah, somebody else will be the crewmates, and then they fucking yeah. kill it. But it's yeah. still within the crew, you know. We're still all kind of taking credit for it, you know, exactly Yeah, I'm working with Mars, Mr. Mars. Um, yeah. him I did a
0: sign for him, and then I did another sign for him. And yeah. then um, he's doing a toy. He's do, He's running a toy for me currently, so we're going to drop that soon. And um, I don't it's know. Studio, I'm wanting to work though, with man. some of the other guys, but I just um, I haven't reached out to him as much. I mean, me and Marsh just kind of hit it off right off the bat and just started doing shit, you know. But I just really right. haven't talked to the other crew guys. But I, this year, I'm all about it. I want to start yeah. collabing with um, some of them and reaching out to them and seeing – like what we can do, like you know, collab wise. Hey, yeah.
2: Shout them out. Sure, do that. That's on my agenda as well. I did a collab with a uh, earlier this year, and I'm trying to move on and do some new, cool shit. I'm going to be working with Mars soon too.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot of toys and shit coming out, man. That's dope. Yeah. Like, he was sharing some of the stuff with me, and I was like, "What is that? That's so good." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like yeah. Some of the stuff yeah, he's coming out yeah. with is crazy. Yeah, I want to. I want to get. Um, I want to get. Um, to know some of the other guys. I've. Like I said, I've just been so we're all so busy, but I need to reach out and be like, yo, right. I wanna I'm in the crew, we're gonna do a collab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I I just think it's cool that like that we not that we all help each other, but it just came together kinda organically. Like you asked me and that crew just kinda came together like Voltron. Like it, right. it was fast, <laughs> like it was quick. Like I remember at yeah. one point you were like, Wait a minute. Like this is like I I didn't even I lost track of how many people were in the crew for a second and this and then finally it's like okay this is the crew
2: and I'm like okay yeah <laughs> we have 11 right now dude uh, I just yeah it's crazy how it just expanded like that but yeah it was just like kind of one after the other after the other and but like we all kind of found like a common ground um that was just to make fucking dope shit man Oh for sure and, you know like just be like passionate about what we're doing and and just, you know, I actually found the the quote, the very first quote from the shirt, very first shirt that we made. Um, it's a, uh, we're a crew that'll break molds, create, and destroy. So we're uh, like a snake, we shed from the old and grow with the new. Lethal be the touch, solo be the crew. Nice. So that's <laughs> kind of like our motto right there.
0: Dude, we need to, I need to do something with that. Yeah. Dude, you gotta oh, send cool me that. Sign. I don't remember, yeah. that was on a shirt?
2: Yeah, How the very first you shirt you made so much stuff, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But it's all on my page and shit. I have I have everybody's I names and like it. pages and linked everything on there. Yeah,
0: yeah. I get a deep dive on there because sometimes like I'll just I don't, I don't know if you get this, but like on Instagram, like I'll think I'm seeing the newest post from all you guys, but then I'm like I look on it, and it's like two days old, and then I'll like, right. click on it. And I'm like, How am I getting – yeah, I'm, I'm sure. like two days later, yeah. and then I go and realize I've missed like four or five posts from everybody. Right. And I'm like, how do you keep up when the thing doesn't even keep up for you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I hate that part. <laughs> yeah. You guys post a lot. I mean, you don't even post a lot, but I mean, you post you know a decent amount to where, you know, when that happens, like, it does go by pretty, pretty quick. And then I look on your page and I'm like, shit, he look like you did a ton yeah. of work but really it's been weeks of post.
2: <laughs> yeah right
0: yeah
1: exactly in terms of uh it's obviously you guys talk about his crew and you guys inspiring each other is there anything else that inspires you like music wise like what are you listening to or like any genre of anything that gets you hyped to get back into it um
2: i mean i listen to music kind of all day every day and honestly like um i listen to a little bit of everything it just kind of depends on my mood in the mornings, like, I, I mean, i listen to, like, rap, hip-hop, R&B. Um, I'll listen it, and I'll listen to, like, Mexican music. And, like, I just go all over the place, dude, honestly. Like, I just like switching it up just as much as I like switching up on all the shit that I'm working on. But then sometimes I'll just throw on, like, movies that I see repeatedly. And it's just kind of, like, background noise. But I don't know if you guys know the, mo- the movie La Bamba. Yeah. But I watch that shit, like, almost every other week, dude. Like, I'm, a, I'm obsessed. Like, I'm a huge Richie Valens fan. And that shit's always in the background. And I always post it like on my Instagram. Sometimes, like I'll post like the beginning scene where the big text comes up and it just says "La Bamba." And people are like, "Again!" And I'm like, "Man, eh, shut up, dude." The, the, my favorite part.
0: My favorite part in that movie is when he finds his brother or whatever finds those uh, cartoon cells. In the trash can. Oh, yeah. And they're all uh-huh. like um, like Mickey Mouse looking like cartoon yeah. cells.
2: I thought, dude, I yeah. wish I could find some cartoon cells. <laughs> right. He's like, these are originals. He's like, they make cartoons out of these yeah. things. And the guy's like, man, throw it away. That's just fucking trash. He's like, finders keepers. Yeah. And then he enters that fucking art contest, and he yeah. wins. And I'm like, that's fucking dope. I'm like, I want to do that he shit. He was my
0: favorite. And then he he's the one that his brother dies, doesn't he?
2: Before, before uh, no, Richie. Um, no, he oh. no, not in the movie. He, oh, uh, the brother outlives him, and then the the brother actually, I think he just recently died, like maybe last year, like in real okay. life, like the real brother. Yeah, but yeah, that shit was fucking crazy. Yeah, that was that was a crazy movie.
0: Right. <laughs> that's what that's what Sharif da- does on the, his podcast. Normally, we just uh, the first one we did. Um, I picked a movie, um, Gleam in the Cube, and then we talked trash about uh-huh. Gleam in the Cube oh, movie man. for like a long
1: time i think that was like so, two yeah. hours Correct. so it sounds like you need to re- get
0: him back on here and do labamba
1: oh, yeah. We'll, yeah we'll do labamba that'd be right fantastic right and, like we weren't even meaning to trash the movie it just was so bad
0: it was so bad it was easy to trash right. and i picked happened.
2: it right <laughs> damn that's funny yeah
1: no pretty much music-wise All it's right. like me me and bern just switching like we'll be on messenger like hey have you heard this have you heard this so, like, you, yeah. you're all over the place music-wise, too.
0: Yeah, I'm all, yeah I'm all, no. I'm, I think all of us just, I think we, ha- I don't I think any creative person, you listen to so much music because you're, I don't know, I'm, like, home all day painting, you know, when everybody else is working, maybe yeah. they can't listen to music. I can listen to music anytime I want, so I usually am, <laughs> Right. but now I'm to the point where I'm so burnt out on every genre, every kind of music. <laughs> I'm, I listen to podcasts now. Or, oh, yeah, like yeah. you said, I'll have a movie that I've watched a million times in the background. Yeah. Or, like, or I'll binge watch, like, Netflix in the background, but, like, nothing I'm really into. Right. Like, people building houses or people making shit. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it motivates me. Like, even if they're baking pies, like, as long as they're making something from nothing and it's in the right. background, it helps motivate me, keep me going. You know, it does work. Hell yeah. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah. In terms of, obviously... Uh, your artwork where can people find you website internet all that like give a shout out real quick to that
2: yeah um so it's just dink.com d-i-n-k-c um so right there you can find all my work but if you want to stay more current like i definitely suggest just my instagram so the same thing just d-i-n-k-c and then um our crew page is solo be the crew and right there you can you know find all the 11 crewmates that we have and uh, you'll see all their names and stuff on there. And uh, you'll see all their individual work and shit. But, yeah, just my Instagram, dude, honestly. Like, that's where I'm posting all my new events. I have a few coming up where I drop all my new gear, merch, apparel, any sort of paintings, all that shit. So, yeah, just stay tuned for that, and you'll you'll, you'll see everything.
0: Well, I appreciate oh, yeah. I never got a chance to thank you for asking me to be in the crew, but I appreciate you asking me. It's, oh, been, course, it's been pretty fun. Like, I, I'm just getting to the point where I can – Breathe a little bit so now I'm like I think I want to start like I said doing More stuff with the crew and like Now that I got some of my commissions Knocked down and like I just really appreciate you reaching out to me Though a long time ago and being like yo you want To be in this crew and you were telling me about it And At first I was like what's this about Again and you were like explaining (laughs) it And then I was like fuck yeah let's do it Like I don't know what it was but like You were talking to me and I'm like you were passionate about it And I'm like yeah this sounds like something I can get behind Yeah yeah. it's cool
2: no thank, thank you, no, no, thank you, dude. No, I really appreciate you being part of it, man. Like, like I said, like we're all just supporting each other, fucking hustling and working our ass off, dude. That's that's it. For sure, that's all we can do, you know.
1: It, it's a. It's interesting. I know. I I know for uh, illustration, like, did you have that same kind of camaraderie with people, or not really? Uh, just working with people to an
2: extent.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's rough. Like I think for both of us to. Like, you know, like at first, I think when you're younger, it's hard to work with people. I think, you know, because nobody really is sure if the other person's going to work. But I think now we all work together because you can tell. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you feel about it. But I know like when I was talking to you and you're asking me to be in the crew and then I see your page and I can tell that you're real serious about your art and all that stuff. Yeah. And then my pages, yeah. you could tell I was really serious about art and all that stuff two people mm-hmm. like that can work together real easy it's when you get these people that come from the outside that necessarily don't have anything on
2: their page and then they want to work with you do yeah you ever, do you ever get that exactly <laughs> oh yeah dude i absolutely hate that man yeah. i think that's what is, is like people just reaching out and like just wanting stuff but like you can immediately tell when someone truly wants to collaborate and bring something to the table and when mm-hmm. someone just wants to sit down and eat yep you know and i i hate that but like and, and i'm still like to an extent i'm nice to a certain extent but if you keep pushing and pushing me like i'm just gonna be like i'm cool dude like i'm I'm good like I sometimes i just don't even respond anymore and i'm like you can get the you can get the idea yeah like you're obviously not gonna promote or help me in any way and it, it's a two-way street oh yeah for like, sure it just needs to be you know, so but, yeah, that's the other thing that I really it does seem don't like, like about social media. Sometimes
0: it does seem like, though, as much as we get that, it does seem like the it usually works out for the good when we work with people. Yeah. I don't get that too much. I don't get a lot of people begging and and all that stuff. But <laughs> it is like it seems like it's the thing that you think about sometimes because when it does happen to piss you off is like really I'm like just trying up time for this, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, but um yeah exactly yeah no, for sure there yeah, yeah I mean I like collaborating here and there but it just like I said it just needs to come from both ends it needs to yeah. benefit
1: I think we're going to go ahead and call it a podcast it's been awesome